You are listening to the Wild Soul Podcast, a podcast for the wild ones. Join your host, me, Queen Namaste, as we embark on our own journey to find our true north and our unique path. From wild, inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between, because really, who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum? Welcome home. Hello, wild souls. Ah, hi. I'm so excited to be back. Welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time, hey, what's going on? You have missed nothing and everything at the same time. (laughs) And if it isn't your first time, thank you so much for being here and going through my metamorphosis with me. Uh, (laughs) It's been quite a ride. I started this podcast in 2019 and recently I had changed the podcast to Dare to Change. That was short-lived. But we're back, baby. We're back. We're back. And this is the first episode of 2022 as the Wild Soul Podcast. So yeah, super excited. Really hopeful for 2022. And we back with a vengeance, baby. Yeah. (laughs) And I have a returning guest on the episode today. And if you want to go back and listen to episode 43, that is when Raina first appeared on the podcast when I was a little bit baby. And so is she in a lot of ways. And how much things have changed since then. Basically, if you're listening to this in 2022, shit's getting a little fucking weird. (laughs) And we're here for it. I mean, this is what we signed up for. And Raina is just a beautiful human who is assisting humans to step into their power as am i like that is that is our jam that is what we want we just want more people in their power more people just fucking living the life they were destined to live their dharma their purpose and we talk a lot on this episode about the current events about what you can do to step into your power about what is going on spiritually in the world and what you can expect going forward. Ah, this is just like a perfect segue for the new podcast, the Wild Soul 2.0. Yeah, I'm super, super excited for this episode and let's just get right into it. And if you like this episode, please rate it, please review it, subscribe, share it on your social. More people need to hear this information so we can get going, you know? There's nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be afraid of, my dears. Yeah, and I know I said, "Eh, I don't know the future of this podcast, but um, yeah, the fire has been lit back under my butt, and this podcast is my little baby. I love it so much. I love connecting with you. I love sharing people's stories, so it's going to stick around for a bit. Um, Just going to stick around for a bit, so... (laughs) Thanks again. You guys rock. And without further ado, let's get this powerhouse right on the show right now. Raina from the Self Love Lounge. For one, I am so excited to have this conversation with you, Raina, because I feel like it has been full circle as you were on episode 43 of the podcast about two years ago now. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing what you are going to share because I've been following you ever since. 
And since then, I feel like it's rubbed up a little bit. We've, we've morphed, like things have morphed <laughs> since then. Yes, yes. So Raina, the self-love lounge, do you want to tell people a little bit about who you are? If they've never heard of you before, they're just listening to you for the first time, tell them all about yourself. Yeah, I, mm. um, I started the self-love lounge up, I don't know, probably about three or four years ago. Um, it was a special little project from my heart and my, my main goal in starting it was to help women fall in love with themselves, to work through everything, to own who they are, um, to self-love as far as I was concerned is the foundation of everything. Um, so that was that was the basis of it. That's, that's, I was raring to, to go and I was wanting to help as many women as I could. And I met amazing women and helped a lot of them. And here we are, we have morphed into something so big and so miraculous that I don't think any of us well, I didn't see coming, but here we are. And not only are we talking about self-love, we're talking about power. We're talking about truth. We're talking about sovereignty. We are, we're, we're in the midst of, of a massive shift and we're here for it all. Here for it all. Yes. And I mean, like, where where to begin, really? I have so many questions for you. So my first question it is January 2022, a brand new year. What would you say your presence is like online right now? Because it's changed since the last time that we have spoke. A thousand percent. Let's start off two years ago, March 2020. Um. And I tell this story all the time, and it's just this, it's a statement, but it was so profound. March of 2020, um, I was watching the television, and this whole thing was coming down. And a voice inside of me went, it's time. And I looked at my boyfriend, I'm like, it's time. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's, it's time. It's time. And it just kept repeating itself. It's time. It's time. It's time. And within a period of... I think about maybe three months, Shannon, everything became absolutely crystal clear to me. I've always known things were not right on this earth. I have never truly kind of fit in anywhere. Um, things were always off for me. I was semi-awake, but then I would go back to sleep. And then I would, you know, awaken a little bit more and I'd be like, oh, no, then I would sleep. And, and then March of 2020 hit. And every cell in my being said it's time. And at that time, I still didn't know what the hell that meant. But as these last two years have passed us by, it has never been more clear to me what it means. And basically that is, we are here. It is time for us, all of us, all of humanity to recognize who we are at our very being, where we came from and what we're here to do. 
because this is an absolutely miraculous time that we're in and here we are and here we are we are a miraculous time that is quite optimistic as some would say it is and you know what um with everything that is going on and everything that's fallen and all of the horrific things that are happening because there are like i mean here in canada right now you know in Quebec, they can't move out of their homes after 10 o'clock at night. People are losing their jobs. Mental health is off the charts here. Like this entire country, for the lack of a better word, is, it's fucked, really. But at the same time, it's not. It's actually beautiful what's happening. Because for the first time, we are seeing everything that we've been living in. We've been seeing how programmed we've been. We've been, we're seeing all of the corruption. We're seeing all of the lies, all like we're seeing everything, all of it. And we got to start somewhere. We have to start. And as we're seeing it, the darker it gets, the more light we're shining on it. The more light we're shining on it, the more we're seeing. It's a process. And since day one of my it's time, there's never been a doubt in my mind that we're not going to make it through this. Not even a doubt. No doubt. Yes, yes. Honestly, I feel that in my soul right now as well that we have already won. Totally. I mean, we've got a lot of work to do. You know, our days of living in our little comfortable, and I'm using air quotes, bubble they're gone. But thank God, because what we thought was comfortable and and how we thought our life was supposed to be lived. I mean, it was so, so wrong. So wrong. So here we are essentially watching, I mean, the fall I don't want to use the word of a civilization, but, but it, it is, it is. We're seeing what we've been living in. We're seeing how we've been mind controlled. We're seeing how we've been programmed. Um, thank God we're waking up in waves because I think of all of humanity woke up at the same time, we'd self combust here on this planet. Like, cause yeah. it's just so, it's so big, right? It's so immense. Yes, that would definitely not be a good time. I've seen throughout the past couple of years a whole bunch of memes that have kind of keeping me going, honestly. They're so funny. And one refers to what's going on as like the whole world is having an ayahuasca experience. Yeah, or like a collective dark night of the soul. And I mean, I've yeah. had many. Oh, same, several. And it keeps repeating itself, it seems. Like the past four months for me too have been, has been that. And here we are. Yeah, here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we're having to face everything, right? We're having to face the world. We're having to face ourselves. We're having to face deep-rooted trauma. We're, it's all coming to the surface. It's inevitable. We can't hide from it anymore. And, but what a blessing that is, right? Oh, yes. Like if we reframe this as a gift in our lives, that gives us so much power. 
so much power. Ooh, so much. I just got goosebumps. Ooh, so you talk about the word sovereignty a lot online, and that word has been thrown around quite a bit in the last couple of years. So what does that word mean to you specifically? Sovereignty to me means that you are a whole human being. You allow no outside forces to dictate what is good for you, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. Being sovereign means that you take radical responsibility for your entire life, for your physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual health. You are responsible for everything. There is no victimhood that can exist in a fully sovereign individual. Doesn't work. Sovereignty is realizing that the people around you who perhaps trigger you are mirrors to further work. It's truly realizing that you are responsible for everything and you cannot outsource anything to anybody. To me, that's sovereignty. Beautifully said. Love that. And you said outsourcing. What are we outsourcing? To whom are we outsourcing? Can you dive a little bit deeper on that? You, you cannot look to a health official to tell you how to be healthy. You cannot look to a partner to fix you or to love you. You cannot look to an authority figure to tell you how you should be or shouldn't be. We're so conditioned to do that. And we don't even realize that we come here and we know everything that we need to know. We have all of the knowledge and wisdom within us as far as how to take care of ourselves, how to exist on this earth, how to serve humanity, everything, everything. Unfortunately, the consciousness on planet earth is so incredibly dense that when we arrive here, we forget everything. You know, but we have a remembrance. All of that knowledge is in our DNA. All of it, right? So it's just a matter of remembering. Mm, remembering. Yes, absolutely. And it's funny that you say that the remembering and it's in your DNA because three or four years ago, hearing that I would have been like what the fuck this chick is high I would be like <laughs> it wouldn't make sense to me you know what I'm saying oh me too <laughs> I'd have been like what no no no, no. <laughs> but it's yeah. it's so true you know and it's not like you got to sit there and go oh I need to remember <laughs> it's like it's like you have to expand and you have to be calm and you have to surrender and it just shows up. It seeps out when you let go and you trust. Mm, trust. That one has definitely been coming up for me in the last month for sure. And 
And it's like we, we hold on to these ideas of the way that life used to be so tightly. Um, like, the, 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 you know, like, let's go back to normal. Like, when is it going to go back to normal? It was never normal, guys. Like, stuff was messed up. And, and now we're seeing it for what it is. And the art of letting go is just like, you've seen that before when someone's holding onto a rope. They're just holding on so, so tightly. And they're bleeding. And it's just like, if you just let go, it's just so much easier. And to trust, like, to trust that you are a divine being created in the image of God and that our bodies are so magnificent and they have the power to heal and they do so much for us all the time and we don't even have to think about it. Like, could you imagine if we had to think about like digesting our food or like healing a cut, you know, like we're blessed. And then, like you said, it, it just comes back to remembering, like we take it for granted. So true. But again, you know, we've, we've just, we've been so conditioned and I hate using this word, but we're slaves. Like earth is a slave planet. That's it. It's a slave planet. And we come here and we're, we're programmed and we're conditioned and we're indoctrinated, indoctrinated and we're manipulated. And we kind of go from birth, you know, to childhood. And then we have all this trauma because, well, Earth's a slave planet and the trauma on this planet is off the charts and it has been for centuries, right? So we have, you know, our parents carry trauma and then they pass it on to us. And it's just been, it's been an evil cycle that has been happening on this Earth for centuries. And it's time to break the cycle, man. Absolutely. It's, it's time to break the cycle. And I trust that more and more people every day start to see the cycles that they're living in. And it's like, okay, guys, like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. And, and myself included, like I'm totally talking about myself when I'm saying this also, but we're expecting different results and it's not working. And you know, it, it's, it's funny because when I moved, like originally I'm from Alberta, and I remember when I moved to Vancouver almost six years ago now, and I had never, I had heard about East Hastings, but I had never been down there myself. And it was shortly after I moved here and I was going downtown and I drove through East Hastings and I actually had to pull over and just stop. I couldn't drive because I was just so astounded at, at what I was seeing. And I thought to myself, how fucking wrong is it? that I just drove past people's children who have just been completely dis discarded by society. And then a block over, there's people walking into Louis Vuitton stores and buying $5,000 purses. And I was like, this is so fucking wrong. How is this happening? How on this planet is that okay? And that was a really pivotal moment in my life, seeing what I saw. You, you know, you've been down there. You've, you drive. It's like the apocalypse. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've got your your beautiful shops and people don't give a shit. And I believe the number one problem 
in humanity at this time is that people do not care about anything other than themselves. And if it doesn't affect them, then they don't care about it. But what they don't realize is that it does affect them because we're all one. We are all one collective consciousness. People around the world, our neighbors, the trees, the birds, the bees, everything, we're all energy. And by turning a blind eye to things that do not affect us directly, we have destroyed ourselves and this earth. Mm, yes. And I'm kind of just having this epiphany now as you speak that like, yes, humans are selfish and we, we don't really care unless it affects us. But I feel like that's what, what COVID was there to highlight. It's like, this is COVID affected every single person on the planet. And now, yeah, it's everybody's problem. Absolutely. It was, mm -hmm. even though the basis of it is criminal beyond measure, it served as a massive, beautiful purpose on this earth. Mm -hmm. Is what it did. Because we can't continue to go down the path that we're going down. Like we're, we're really, truly, I mean, if we're on the brink, you know, we are. Yeah. And, and I've always said this too. I mean, we could watch all of our corrupt systems fall and they could disintegrate and we could, you know, see all of our crooked politicians and whatever. They could all disappear tomorrow. But if we don't do the work ourselves, we don't do our own inner work, it's all for nothing. Because we will inevitably, inevitably repeat the cycle. So it's kind of, you know, it's a big deal what we're going through because <laughs> we're watching all of these awful systems fall. And at the same time, we have to keep ourselves centered and we have to be doing the work as well. We can't just watch it happen and go, oh yeah, everything's going to be okay. Because that is, that's just setting humanity up for another pitfall. You know, we have to take radical responsibility for, for ourselves and our, our lives. And we got to, dig up our traumas and we've got to put a stop to it. Yes. Radical responsibility. And maybe it's just my perception that I feel the, the consciousness on this planet doesn't really understand radical responsibility. And that once we take responsibility for everything in our life, everything, that it is this ripple effect and yes, we're all one and what we do as individuals helps the collective. People might think, oh, I'm just one person. I don't, I can't make a difference, but we actually can. We start with ourselves. If we want to find peace or find love, be peaceful, be loving, start with you. Start with yourself. 
You can't, we can't change anybody. Like, just think about how hard it is for us to make changes in our own lives. I mean, (laughs) it's not easy, you know? And the fact that people think that they can actually change other people is just absolutely ridiculous. They got control issues, and that's what they (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No. And I mean, I'm laughing because I used to be that person long ago. Oh, I did too. I was like, I'm like, oh, you're, you know, you're screwed up there, there. Let's do this. And you got to do this and you got to do this. Meanwhile, I'm deflecting everything from, from myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know how that works. You know that game. I know that game all too well. (laughs) There was something else I wanted to ask upon what you said uh, earlier about doing the work, doing the work, working through trauma, childhood, all this stuff. That term has been thrown around quite a bit in the community. It's like, what is quote unquote, the work? If somebody is just beginning to awaken to their, their truth, their full potential, and they're realizing crap we actually the world isn't what I thought it was like maybe we are living in this matrix like what is a little baby soul to do like the work what the heck is the work yeah that's a good question the work I mean it's so easy to say the work the work is probably is one of the hardest things you will ever do as a human being on this planet um the work truly entails taking an an honest, hard look at yourself. And it is one of the most difficult things you will ever, ever have to do. And it's ongoing. And it's actually amazing how our ego can play games with us and fool us constantly. But it's it's being open about it. It's talking about it. I think we've been conditioned to keep everything to ourselves. We've been shamed. We've been, we've been, what's the other word? I can't even think of the word. It's taking a look at yourself and understanding that everything that you have been through was an experience. Experience. And when you can look at it from that perspective, you will slowly start to rid yourself of guilt and shame and worthlessness and victimhood. Because when we can look at it from that perspective, we realize that it just happened to us. It's not us. So if it's not actually us, then we can't carry those low vibrational emotions, such as shame, fear, all that kind of stuff. And it's a process. I mean, I, I don't think there's a particular way to do the work. There's so much out there now. There's so much available. There's so many amazing people who are offering everything from, you know, energy work, NFT, counseling, hypnotherapy, um, shadow work. Like there's just, and that's the other beautiful thing about this time too, is that you have everything available 
to you to either spark a remembrance or you know relate with someone no longer are we keeping everything hush hush right we're talking about it and in talking about it other people are going oh well geez they had the same experience i had you know mm -hmm. yeah there's magic in sharing for sure there is there is and i just people have always been really open with me and Shannon, the amount of people just in my circle that have suffered at the hands of abuse, physical, sexual, sexual abuse is off the motherfucking charts on this planet. Nobody wants to talk about it. In my circle alone, the people that have confided in me is insane. It's insane. And we have to start, have to start talking about it. We have to start realizing that it was no, you know, it, it's not our fault. Because it's one thing to watch what we're going through. Like I said, it's, it's one thing to watch all of this stuff fall. But at the same time, we've got to bring everything up within us. We do. Yep. We got to bring it up to transmute it. Totally. Just shift it. People have got to understand that there's nothing to be ashamed of because so many people have experienced the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. I could add a ton of stuff to what you just said there but that would be another podcast episode. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too deep today. But it is something near and dear to my heart that COVID did shine a light on and made me become way more aware to what's happening. And with the, the Epstein documentary, all that stuff, it COVID brought it into my field. And I was just like, oh my gosh, how is this going on right now? Human trafficking? Slavery? What? When I was finding all of this stuff out, it was just like, holy shit. And like you were saying, the the vibrations are low on this planet. And like, yeah, it's the devil's playground. And that's how the devil works through that energy, sexual energy and manipulating children and using children that are innocent kids. It's the devil's mm -hmm. playground. There is no hell. There is we're no hell. <laughs> we're in it. It does. It is, I believe. It is the fabric of this planet. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like just, just sit with that for a second. Yeah. And then it just, it comes back around full circle when I hear stuff that's been happening to children and it's like children grow up, like hurt people, hurt people. And they, they follow back into that cycle which again, just creates more trauma in our society. And it's like the reason that they come after children is because they're so innocent and they're, they're closest to God and closest to source. They haven't been fucked up by the program yet, so to speak. That's right. And that stuff's like going around behind the scenes and coming to more light. But it's like even the stuff that's being fired at our faces right now, like with, with the prime minister of our country, 
going on the TV and, and talking specifically to five to 12 year olds. Hey kids, like go tell your mom and dad to go get the, you know what with you or tell them that you want it. It's like, what in the actual, just like fuck right off. Oh, I got so triggered by that. And at the same time, like if you're listening to this, you, you might not agree and that's totally okay. This is like an open discussion. And obviously when I'm triggered, there's stuff there that I need to work through as well. So, but I mean, after all the cases that we've seen over the last two years, who has not really been affected? Our children. <laughs> like what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's all, if you are willing to accept the truth of what happens on this planet, the last two years, you have been able to connect almost every single dot that exists. Without a doubt. Every single dot. Everything became crystal clear. Crystal clear. Like, I don't know how many holy fuck moments I had. Like, holy fuck. Oh my God. That too. Holy shit. That too. But all the dots, everything is in crystal clarity. If you want to see it. It's crystal clear. That's right. It's crystal clear. In plain sight. You know what? Sorry. When humanity sees, and they will, how they have been deceived in their entirety, they will not. It'll almost be too big for them to comprehend. Because every corner crevice of this earth, every institution, everything, it's all been wrong. Uh, Yeah, it's definitely crazy. I started my quote unquote, like awakening around, well, it started like 2014, but it didn't really like, I didn't start diving down the rabbit hole to per se till like 2017. Uh, maybe even 2016. No, I don't know. Anyways, besides the point, um, I found a documentary called The Truth About Cancer, and that really opened my eyes. Have you seen that? Yeah. And that was when I was like, whoa, healthcare. Like, if there's no sick people, there's no business. And just seeing it play out now, like, come on, guys. Just dig a little deeper, follow the money, like healthy people don't make the system any money. Empowered people are a threat to the system. And there's memes going around now I've seen it's like, oh, um, saying you got to say sorry to all your conspiracy friends who predicted stuff that's now coming true. I mean, it's a little, it's a little sad to see. I wish it wasn't coming true. It's sad to see, honestly. It is. And um, I've had a lot of people exit my life, tons of people exit my life in the last two years. Um, But it's an absolute, it's a blessing, right? These last two years revealed everyone's true colors. Like there's no hiding who you really are anymore. And, and I'm not saying that in a, in a judgmental way because you know, we're all at different levels um and but yeah these last two years yeah they, they, they've revealed everything 
And I wanted to ask you about that, like how your transition has been from posting more about self-love to now a total 180, posting about this controversial stuff that some people could be like, yo, this chick's a cracker. Like, how has it been for you? Because it seems like you've gotten a following. I just, it, it was weird. Like, it was, there was, it's cliche to say, but there was just something inside me. Like, I, like I couldn't be stopped. Even my boyfriend was like, he's like, man, you gotta tone it down. Like, <laughs> but I'm like, I can't. Like, you don't even understand. I can't. I can't. I can't tone it down. I just can't. And I've even tried. I was like, God, okay, well, maybe it. But I just can't. Like there is something in my cells, in my soul, whatever it is, I can't stop. And it finally occurred to me, I'm like, well, that's what they talk about. Like when people find something that they're really passionate about and they think about it and they're, they're on it 24 hours a day. And it's like, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense now. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can tell you're passionate about it and I can hear the truth in your voice when you speak and you make those videos. Like you can't, you catch my attention. Yeah. And I've never been more passionate about helping people step into their power. Oh like God. I love humanity. I do. It's, I love humanity. I have a love for humanity. And it all trickles down, right? I help someone see the power in themselves and embrace their sovereignty. And they help 10 people do the same. And then those people help 100 people do the same. And then 1,000 and then 10,000 and then a million. And then all of a sudden, here we are, 70 years old, telling our grandchildren about that time in 2020 when the whole fucking world, man, tipped upside down. But look at it now. Mm-hmm. Look at it now. We are raising the collective consciousness on this planet. Yeah. That's what we're here to do. That is the mission, if you choose to accept it. And with that being said, earlier... In 2021, you ran for the People's Party of Canada. I did. Tell me about your experience with that, why you wanted to do it, and how it all went. I I wanted to do it because I'm like, there's got to be something more I could do. Like, it was at a point where I was using my platforms to speak, but then I'm like, well, I, I need another, I need something else to get the word out there like this country is is not in a good state i've always i started following the ppc about two years ago and then they or maxime and a couple other the ppc members were here in bc doing their they were called town hall forums and i went to the one in chilliwack i met up with my son and, and his fiance and Maxine was there and I thought, you know, I'm going to do this. So I talked to him and I talked to one of the ladies that was there and I said, you know, is, I live in Langley. Is the, is, 
what's is it vacant? Is it not? It was vacant. Of course it was. So I went home that night and I said to my boyfriend, I said, you know, I think I'm gonna run in the auction. He's like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, you know me. And we kind of, <laughs> right? And I was like, so I, I thought about it for two days. And, and I'm like, are you, this is what I want to do. I'm like, are you okay with this? And he's like, go for it. So I'm like, okay. So I hopped on, filled everything out, submitted it. There was a couple other candidates. After the election was called, two days later, I got notified that I secured the candidacy. Never been in politics before. I didn't really pay attention to politics because they're all corrupt fuckers, right? So it's like, but I, it was one of the greatest experiences I have ever had. People I met, actually, one thing I need to say, at that point, I was like, man, humanity is just, they're like, oh my God. I was losing faith at that point in humanity. And I'm telling you, Shannon, when the amount of people that reached out during the campaigning just to help was, it blew my mind. Like it absolutely blew my, like these amazing human beings were coming out of nowhere, calling me, texting me. What can we do? How can we help? Let's do this. What? Like it was, it was one of the most beautiful things I had ever experienced. Truly, truly. Beautiful. I learned a lot. I got 6% of the vote. I was like, what? First campaign, right? First time running. Hell yeah, sis. It was, it was a, it was an incredible, incredible experience. Met tons of amazing people, made amazing connections. Um, yeah. And I'm waiting for the next election. So what happens now after all is said and done? I know I should know more about politics, but I don't. Whoops, bad Canadian. We, we still hold our candidacy. Um, I get a few odd messages from people in my riding, you know, you typically regarding what's going on. Right. Um, but for now, it's, there's not much to do. I mean, I still represent the PPC in my riding. Um, but when it's not during election time, I'm just kind of, I'm just holding the seat. So is there stuff that you are doing or that you are a part of in the community right now when it's not election time? I, I still, you know, I, I typically, there's been a few events that I've gone out to. I still talk to the people. I still listen to the concerns. Um, I was even, I even think that, you know, the time in between the elections, I mean, it's an important time as well. You still have to be out there and you have to be listening to people and you have to be taken to their concerns. And what were majority of people's concerns that you were speaking with? Um, really number one was the state of our country. Um, the state of our country, they were, they were um, extremely concerned about their rights being taken away. They were concerned about the mandated vaccines for, you know, people having to choose between a vaccine or their job, that was a huge concern, like, obviously. I mean, this was supposed to be a free country. It's not, it's not free country at all, as we've 
finding out. But I mean, it was typically the state of the country, where we were headed, um, vaccine mandates. A lot of them were concerned about their children, um, the way the schools were handling it. Um, it was a lot of concern, a lot of concern. And has that concern gone away or? Oh, it's not, it's, it's escalated. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. So I know a lot of us have been writing um, our local MPs here, um, Adrian Dix, all of the, you know, people that need to be informed that these mandates are absolutely criminal and inhumane, illegal, unethical, immoral, all of the above. But I don't know, I haven't heard anything of the sorts that they're going to be nixing them. So we'll see, see what happens. And come January 18th, when they're supposed to reannounce if they're going to continue with the QR codes in BC, uh, if they do extend it, what do you think is next? Um, what do you think the people, we the people can do? Because I know we have, we have the power, but we don't believe we do. Well, it seems <laughs> it's starting to seem like people are believing that they can do something about it or we're seeing some action. What next? That's, that's, that's the million dollar question. I mean, the way I'm looking at it, it's, you know, this, these first two years have, for lack of a better term, woken a certain percentage of this country up. Unfortunately, a lot of them are really asleep. And the only way they're going to get woken up is for things to get more dark. It's just the way it is. Yeah, it's just the way it is. And Canada, Canada is just, and you know, and I knew this too. I was like, oh, Canada's in. It's like I intrinsically knew that we were going to take the brunt of this whole, um, whatever you want to call it. But um, but it's just tr it's it truly it's it's because obviously we're a first world country, but the consciousness the consciousness in this country is so low. It's so low. It's low, mm -hmm. and that's why we're in the position that we're in because the consciousness is so low in this country. We got to get it up there, you know, and it's got to get more dark and it's got to get. Uh, how do people raise their consciousness? Step into their power. They have to step into their power. Step into their power. You have to realize that we're all one. We can't judge. And I mean, listen, I'm no, like I've had my run of, you know, <laughs> I'm not perfect. I'm human. But we really, truly have to learn to have compassion and empathy towards our fellow human beings, especially the ones who are asleep, hate us, who call us names, who tell us we're selfish humans for especially them because we have to we have to realize that it's coming from a place of fear of fear and panic and humanity has to get to a point where we realize again that we are all one we're all unique individuals 
And we just have to hold more compassion and more love and more light on this earth. That is how we're going to do it. Amen. We have to do it together. Like it, 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 we have to unite. There, that is, there's no question there. Unfortunately, the media has done a bang up job in dividing people. You know, first it was the masks and now it's the vaccines. And like, it's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how divided people are, it's, but it's because they're so fearful, yeah. right? Absolutely, fear is like the number one driver. It's a very low frequency and a, a low state of being and easy to control when you're in that state. And as soon as we can get out of fear and into acceptance, then the sooner we can start doing some things here. And that's just the thing with the this, the world that we're living in right now. I mean, we're still bombing for peace and we're still fighting with our brothers and sisters. And like, you think, <laughs> you think that the aliens are going to come and save us? Like, they're probably scared of us. Like, we can't even get along with our civilization. So what the hell are we going to do when a different civilization comes to our planet? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, people, let's go. No, no, no. And, you know, speaking of that, the amount of people, Shannon, who have told me that, like, their parents have shunned them. Like, you, we really have to think of this as a species. People's own parents have shunned their own children and grandchildren because they, they made a choice that they didn't agree with Mm -hmm. like and some days i'm like how how are we gonna do this if like families are fighting over this how is this gonna happen but we got to start somewhere you know Mm -hmm. but the fear that has been driven into humanity is criminal isn't even it's it, i don't even know i don't even know what the evil. right word is evil it's evil it's, evil. it's evil. absolutely evil what they have done to people mm-hmm. absolutely evil two years later i still like i refuse to wear a mask and i go out and i'm like people are wearing n95s now not just the regular like the amount of people wearing N95 masks here. What's, what's an N95? It's, it's, <laughs> it's supposed to protect you more than, than the cloth mask that whatever you can buy anywhere. Double masks, N95s, surgical gloves, all the poor children. Like the mm. amount of children that are wearing masks here, it's, like, it's, it's heartbreaking to see. Oh, it's so totally hard to see, and it breaks my heart when I see kids wearing masks, and at the same time, when I see that, I gotta check myself, because the human in me wants to judge, and I have no idea what it's like for that family, or what's going on with that mother or father, and they're just doing the best they can with what they have, and want to keep their kids safe, you know, they they think they're doing something good, so, yeah, it's just, eh, all of it. Not easy, it's not easy to see, but at the same time, and like you said, right, it's, it's a reminder to me, it's like, okay, right now, if there's a reason this is setting you off, you need to look inside yourself. Deal mm-hmm. with it, woman. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. It's like the triggers, you know, you gotta you gotta check yourself. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like you or me, I am you, we're all one. 
everything in life is just mirroring back to what we are and what we're experiencing. And I heard a really good quote last year. It's like, if you're pointing a finger, check yourself because when you point your finger, there's three fingers pointing back at you. So just be mindful. Be mindful of what we do and what we say and what we think and how we act. It's so, so, so true. It's so true. But, you know, we're just, we're in the infancy stages here. Like this is, um, you know, and a lot of people ask me if if this is going to be over soon. No. No. (laughs) No, we're just beginning. But the thing is, is that, but when you, it is absolutely possible to go through this shift and not even be knocked by it absolutely possible mm-hmm. i'm a prime example like i it no i'm this is what we're here for there's no there's no need to be fearful there's no need to be anxious there's no this is what we came here for we have all the power in the world we're divine beings of motherfucking life amen sister that's exactly what we are and that's what the system is afraid of of like seven billion awakened souls could you imagine what we could do with that yeah could you imagine could you just imagine we could create and we will i mean we're on our way to create heaven on earth we are there is no right well whatever that's topic for another day but That's what we're doing. And with that being said, I think it's really important for us to, you know, talk about and focus on what we want instead of what we don't want. You know, we're all saying like, oh, the world's going to shit or the oceans are polluted. It's like, no, like the world is awakening. People are awakening to their power. The oceans are healing. The earth is healing. Speak about how we want to see our future and not play into the the fear narrative. I mean... We have to see what's in front of us, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's a balancing act. See it for what it is. Don't go, oh my God. See it for what it is. Say fall, motherfucker. And on the other hand, you create. Mm-hmm. It's a simple balancing act. So Reina, it is a brand new year. What is next for you? I'm really focusing on, um, I'm in the middle of taking uh, my clinical hypnotherapy certification. Yeah. So I'm just in the middle of that. I should be done probably late spring. Um, Super excited to get that going. I, I've been a recipient of of clinical hypnotherapy for the past 20 years. Magic, magic. When you can get right into the subconscious and deal and dig and heal instead of you know talking to someone for 10 years like let's go we don't have time now there's too much light on here we don't have time to to take it slow like let's go let's get in there let's heal and let's let's rise super excited about that that's so amazing because I say that all the time too. Like there's so many ways that we can get results super quick. We don't have to go to therapy forever. Like let's get this shit done. We don't have time to waste. Um, I'm also working on, I want to start offering people, I hate the word course. And it's funny, I was thinking, I was trying to, I was kind of going through some things before I logged on with you and I'm like, 
because I haven't really called it yet or named it yet. And I don't want to call it a course because everybody calls it a course, but I'm putting together a four week course okay. to help people um, honestly, like step into their power. Like, let's go, man. Yeah. Let's go. I've even, you know, do some sub- subconscious therapy, do some clearings. Like, let's go. Let's go. We can still, without a doubt, live our best lives while this is happening around us. There is no doubt in my mind. Yes, I 100% back that statement because although the last two years have been, you know, <laughs> not the best and they've been really hard for a lot of people and myself included, but they were also some of the, the best years ever. The the family, the soul family that I've connected with, the, the amount of growth that I've done um, just for myself personally and for the person that I'm like becoming, it is, yeah, a blessing, a huge blessing. Yeah, absolutely. The, the people that I have met, my own personal growth, it's like these last two years have been magical yet, you know horrific I don't know it's weird yeah. yeah so yeah I am yeah I've got I've got some some great things on the go and I I love what I'm doing and I just I love seeing people step into who they truly are you know it's why we're here yes to be conduits for people's healing um, I'm all about stepping into that this year yeah I finally found my purpose you know like I always kind of mm-hmm. 46. I always kind of, I mean, I've been a broker for 13 years, but I always kind of went through life and I just, I don't know, you know, I was doing my thing, but there was always something missing. There ain't nothing missing now. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. And Raina, I really just wanted to take this time to thank you and to acknowledge you for all the work that you have done and what you have put out there to help people. And even though there were people there not saying the nicest things and people unfriending you like you kept going anyways and it it, that takes courage and it takes strength to go on and not follow the herd and i just want to say thank you because you're helping people just like you said the um the ripple effect well thank you for your kind words and thank you for for hosting this right so we can get it all out there yeah you know it's a beautiful thing And we're just beginning. Just getting started, mother lovers. (laughs) (laughs) Raina, where can the lovely people find you if they want to follow? Um, I'm most active on Instagram right now. Um, I'll have all my contact deals, my contact details, kind of in my bio there. My website is down. I'm working on it. It used to be up, but so much has changed. So much has changed. <laughs> One thing that hasn't changed though is your Instagram handle. So it's at the self love lounge. So please give her a follow everybody. And that was so nice to reconnect with you again after the couple years. It's, it's been a while for sure. And if any of you would like to go back and listen to her first episode, it's episode number 43 on the podcast. Raina, love you sister. Thank you so much for coming on today. And Cheers to 2022. Let it be the year. Let it be the year. Peace and love, everybody. Namaste.